You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, $10, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. I'm Chad. This is TC Molina, Matt Foster. We watched the elevator game. It wasn't good. All right. Great review, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, let let me go first. I want us to speak freely about this movie, but I think we need to acknowledge something first. I want to acknowledge the respect that we have for people who not only complete a feature length script, but find the means and the courage and the commitment to produce that script. Getting a movie made is practically impossible. And when indie folks do it without the help of studio money or fame or all the advantages given to people who produce major motion pictures. The amount of admiration that we have for people who accomplish that is overwhelming and real. And the people who made this movie, they achieved something that so many people don't even have the guts to try. No one can take that away from them. It doesn't matter what we critics or any critics say. This movie got made and completed and released on a level that we're talking about it. This wasn't something created by friends for friends that hit a few film festivals and was never seen by the broad light of day. This movie exists. The filmmakers who made it have our respect. Congratulations. Anything we say after this is purely from a critical position and also for the sake of entertainment. So that is our acknowledgement. So now let's talk about why this movie is not good. I was going to say, thank you very much, TC. Now can we please be mean to this piece of shit? <laughs> I, I just wanted to get that out of the way because God, I know how hard it is to do this, and we acknowledge that. Okay, but All right. now everybody at the same time say the one thing they hated about this movie. One, two, three, go! <laughs> it was super repetitive. It was, it was so <laughs> dull. Waste, wasted the source material. The source, There's source the material so, for this. It disrespected. <laughs> the elevator game. The elevator game is a real urban legend. Matt, Matt is our resident elevator game expert. So, Matt, what's the background on this? Well. First off, uh, my elevator game is strong because, uh, for example, that is the only reason I live in the apartment building I do, because it has an elevator. I believe stairs are for peasants and athletes. <laughs> the city of Casper, Wyoming has one escalator and like four elevators. 
So they're very special to me. And as such, uh, combine that with the fact that I'm a, I'm an urban legend aficionado and I was just a sucker for this. And I was, I was very anxious because like, uh, some of the good, like internet urban legends have been fictionalized very well. Like there's a very good audio version of, uh, the very similar legend, the left, right game, uh, which actually stars W Earl Brown and is better than this movie. So, uh, give it your time instead. Had it been done for an assignment or something, I would be, I'd be very happy if this was my senior project at the film school I never went to. <laughs> but it's 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 a little below par for you know Shutter to distribute it. This feels more like something you find really deep in the pile on Amazon. To summarize, the elevator game involves riding an elevator through from floor to floor in certain orders. Um, ignoring uh you, at one point you close your eyes when the door opens and don't open them until it shuts again and you ignore any interaction you have at that point and then supposedly when the elevator goes back up you'll take it to like a different different realm you know and have some sort of transcendent experience um and they recreated that fairly faithful in here i don't know nine or ten times to kill time jesus christ <laughs> and, and, even try to hang a lampshade on it because they're paranormal investigators producing a YouTube show. And one of them is even like, we shouldn't do this episode. This will be visually boring. <laughs> and you know what? By the end, I was on team Chris. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was right. As an editor, I was pissed that they were only taking their source off of that iPad and recording off of that and not recording locally on the cameras as well. Like you always have to have redundancy, even if it's a stupid YouTube show. I was so mad when that was like a plot device. I'm like, oh, you lost the footage. Everybody's fired. <laughs> yeah, were they? I don't. They weren't supposed to be live on Twitch or anything. Which I think is number one on the already massive and growing list of things I hate about this film. That being. This is uh, written by a husband, wife, uh, husband and wife team. The wife is also the director. And I'm convinced that these people have never watched a YouTube video or seen a live stream or TikTok in their entire existence. Um, because, yeah, as just like as you were saying, the means by which they decide to film this project would be would be fraught with issues even without the supernatural element coming in and playing its hand. But also, these are people who apparently don't know the importance of a sponsor and why there is definitely a reason that you feature the product that is funding your venture prominently on screen at some point in time. Evidently, this uh, YouTube channel is gen generating uh, five reasonable incomes. I watch a lot of YouTube, but I don't watch the vast tranches of it that I think suck, like the you know, like the Mr. Beast type. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to a town and do some stuff, and we're gonna talk in radio DJ voices, and a lot of their dialogue ring cheesy to me, and I don't know if that was like accurate dork YouTube cheese or out of date, you know. Like it, like it, it, I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like to me that these guys were 18 when they wrote this movie and f five or six years have gone by trying to get it produced. And they're, they're 
no longer hip and with it, you know? Mm. Well, it definitely felt like how someone who is not of Gen X or even of the millennium generation came up with what they think the youth of today sounds like. And I really, I mean, it's one of those where, yeah, I found these characters pretty much irredeemable before the haunted house tropes even came into it, which is where you typically will lose me during such a, during such a horror film style. It's when, it's when they start acting like complete idiots in a very dangerous situation here. I just found them irritating and completely vapid, also completely poorly acted, but I, by, I think everyone involved. And I'm sorry. I think that I realized that that could sound harsh because they are given this <laughs> Shakespearean dialogue to deliver. Well, and the one guy, the heel, the Chris, the kind of, uh, yeah, the kind your of main host. Ruin, fun ruiner of the group, right. Who is, who is sort of the main face of the channel and implied to be kind of a, uh, you know, a jock, uh, where the others are a little dweebier or whatever. Um, he is so abrasive and feloniously like, like, like borderline sexually assaultive. Yeah. It's like one of those things where they're like, there is absolutely no reason to keep this guy around, especially when there's like five of them. Like, like he's not, and, and he doesn't do anything useful. Technically he is literally just an irritation. And like, sometimes you do hang out with people that were just your friends in high school. Cause you grew up with them or whatever. But this guy, it seems like, he they would have kicked him out a number of times already just over the span of the thing there there are five or six things where i would be like man, put your shit in a box man you know some things i liked i liked that it had a little mythology the creature or creatures they were cool they would have been cooler if they were used a little more sparingly and i liked i'm not gonna say the plot but i liked the outline i liked that there was sort of a wraparound that brought the motivations home the movie was decent structurally it was just really hampered by the quality of the production, you know? There for me lies the main problem with this whole thing. From the page, nothing was elevated. You can take a script that's just okay, and if you put it in the hands of a production team, a cinematography and lighting team, actors, everyone can elevate the material and make it stronger and better. Uh, I'll use Talk to Me as an example. It's a recent movie that came out, has very similar characteristics to this uh, an online TikTok trend. That's how Gen Z does it, not YouTube. An online TikTok trend, uh, conjuring spirits, being haunted by the spirits. It is the it is the triple uh, A title version of this story, and this is the bargain bin dollar store version of this. Nothing from the page is is meaty enough for anyone to elevate beyond that. And then the production design. Okay, they had access to a lobby and an elevator and a hallway. They lit it with a red light. Ooh, we're in the upside down. None of the actors made significantly bold choices that would make them compelling, charismatic, or charming characters. They just, they, they memorized their lines. And that's great. They, they, they sure did that. But no, no one's likable in this. Nobody is, it's hard to root for these people because not that, I mean, yes, Chris is a shitty human being. And it's not like the others are unlikable. It's just, they're so shallow and so thinly developed, if at all, like, well, what am I rooting for here? I, I, I don't know what to latch onto here. I'm rooting for the security guard. Right? That's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> A little law and order in this building, please. The only character I liked in this entire film and the only one who, when they actually had 
uh, hurt befall them, I felt something for. And I truly mean that. <laughs> it's just a guy trying to do his job. Here's some punk ass kids come in and. Hey, hey, you guys got to get out of here, OK? I've, I'm going to call the police if, if you don't get out of here. Ah, pepper spray. No, <laughs> that shit hurts. I was like, another one of those films where I'm like, you know, I'm not of the opinion that calling the police in a horror movie is ever the way to go because it's obviously the ultimate way of ensuring that your movie cannot happen. Uh, but this is one where just from the very beginning, the motivation of the kid who comes in as the new guy of this startup team, what we've come to find out about him is something that I saw it coming from the the prologue that we're given at the start of this. But I was like, okay, well, that's only because I'm going by the law of story mechanics. On its own, it does not make any sense. And Matt, you said that one of the pros that you gave this film was that you felt like the motivations come full circle. And I completely did not feel that. In fact, I felt like his justification for why he sets about doing this and why he gets people he doesn't even know, much less like, to come and do this with him makes absolutely no sense at all they never no answer sense. how he even no came sense. to be in the mindset that he is now especially when they they kind of establish very early on where we are when this picks up is only supposed to be a couple of months after the film's beginning scene the only thing i really don't understand is why he went why he didn't find a reason to never get in the elevator with them exactly yeah because because we we get that he's like um I don't want to I don't want to spoil the limited things this movie has to offer but he he does okay. have a motivation <laughs> he has a motivation for setting them up per, particularly Chris the the sort of cad of the of the bunch but he then includes himself so like by his own logic he's it's a it's a suicide attack you know he's going to he's going to uh, entrap them in the, in the haunt with him and so it's like, well, I don't know. I think I would have, uh, you know, gone to the bathroom at the last minute or something uh, <laughs> and not died. But that's just me. Well, a lot of this movie is <sighs> why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big why. why. Why are you talking like this? Why are you doing it like this? Why are you doing this at all? It's just so much of this. Matt, you said it's, it feels like an outline. It feels like, okay. Cool. This is what we want to happen in the movie. Now, how do we fill this with subtext and and we could throw in some recurring motifs in here? Uh, how do we explore these characters deeper? There's no deepness. There's no depth to this movie. It is exactly what it is, and and that's not enough to to elevate this to any level. No pun intended. I feel like I feel like it went more like uh, how do we fill this with subtext? And someone went, "What the hell is subtext?" Subtext? Someone Google it. No, text, it's on the page. We already printed it out. You're fine. Oh, oh. Oh, okay, text. good. Well, we're going <laughs> to yeah, get yeah. an ending, right? I'm like, no! I'm like, there's a few, like, um, like the, the producer character, the kind of fifth wheel band manager guy that is supposedly the one that's most worried about the, you know, the, the channel as a business and stuff. He is deeply, dramatically unnecessary. He, everything he does is redundant with one of the other people. I would forgive that if they used him to like, like pad, you know, a nice gory kill count or something. 
but he doesn't even really end up serving that function very well. I think he kind of learned to act on set and by the by the like he has a few sort of expositional scenes toward the end. And I thought they were markedly better than stuff that was maybe shot earlier. And 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 that's what I say. Like like if this was a senior project, I would it would be worth you know it'd be worth a good grade. But I personally would have been tempted to trunk it if I was them. You know, my final thoughts. I would echo what what TC said at the beginning. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And this is up on a streaming channel, so you know you're buying in bulk there. But I I personally expect just a little more from the Shutter brand. Like I, I would have been mad if I bought a fifteen dollar ticket to this you know? Oh yeah. Um, so, so I can only give it like three out of 10 stories. This isn't good. I'm sorry to say this isn't good as a freshman effort. I, I can see the, the seeds of what could be great from all these people. I could see the seeds of, of young actors that, that could given better material, taking bigger risks that they could, they could elevate their performances to, to be right at home in the horror genre. Uh, these filmmakers didn't challenge the 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 idea of what horror can be. Yeah, they had some Dutch angles and they played with some dramatic lighting, I guess, when they went to the upside down. But for the most part, this is shot very simply and quickly. And if you told me they shot this in a week, I'd believe you. If I, I don't see anything here that makes this transcend the very simple idea of like, Hey, let's shoot a horror movie that's about the elevator game. That sounds harsh, but it's just the truth that that this doesn't have enough to it to to be worth sitting through 90 minutes of this thing. If it was 10 minutes, like I said, if this was a short, great. This would be excellent. This would be very fun to sit in a theater. Tonally, it's inconsistent. You you can't suddenly have a character who's, oh, mannequin. Oh, 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 I need the salt. You can't throw that in late in the game. And it's like, oh, we should be funny now. I wouldn't be surprised if they shot this in order. And and just along the way, like, like Matt said, maybe one of the guys figured out how to act along the way. There's just a lot of rough motivation and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to give the, the most points to sound design. And our fifth floor actress, the 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 monster herself, because she was clearly a professional contortionist. And I give credit to her moving her body and twisting and turning all these ways. And and the makeup team made her look nice and Samara creepy. And the sound design made the bone breaking of her body. Well, well done there. But that's a that's a reel for a special effects team. That's not a movie. So. As I said, I respect the fact that this movie exists. This is not easy to accomplish. So, so congratulations to that. But, oof this this was this was not fun. <laughs> this was not a good watch, and and I'm I'm sorry to say that. So, I'm going to give this a, a four out of ten. Something green vegetable drinks tastes like healthy. I agree with the notion that this should should have been a short. I just reviewed Satanic Hispanics and. Um, it wouldn't have fit that because, you know, there's a lot of white people in this, but um, that was an anthology um, and I, I totally dig anthologies. This story could have been a lot better, shorter. It was just way too much time wasted in an elevator doing the same thing over and over again. But then just putting dialogue over it, thinking that's going to create more tension because once you do it the first two or three times, like it's just it's just not scary anymore. I can forgive a movie being bad as long as it's bad. Good. Like they got some like 
old actor from the 70s that does some bit part and plays a drunk but was really drunk on set and like you know <laughs> what i mean like things that make it like stand out from other just bad movies so this is just bad bad and again it it is no easy feat to make a movie I'm trying to do one myself we do we tt and i do it all the time i just see a lot of oh man you want to know what the laziest thing about this movie was that exterior shot that they used like seven times and then two times on the upside down. But then they put like a red filter over it. (laughs) It was, and it was like a static locked off shot. It didn't even move. They didn't even get like (laughs) alternates. It it was just bad. And again, to see it on shutter like this. uh, Yeah. It it makes me kind of sad that they would do kind of, uh, make this type of purchase anyways uh four out of ten really you're gonna hide behind that freaking lamp <laughs> oh, desk Jesus. for like 30 minutes i thought that from the tra- i thought that from watching the trailer this looked like this could be one of those very obviously low budget horror films that actually had a really solid idea behind it i am not an urban legend freak by any stretch of the imagination but i certainly like it when horror movies play with them so I can go into something and think, well, this is complete and utter nonsense, but I am so along with the ride if you can find something creative and even just wacky to do with it. And this movie managed to do neither of those things in spades from beginning to end. There was never a moment in here where I found myself enraptured in the dilemma of these characters probably because I hated them from when we're first even introduced to them. It's one of those, again, where I said before, this feels like a very obvious riff on Twitch culture, stream culture, whatever the hell it is you want to call it, from people who don't really have a good grasp on how to parody that. I mean, you begin with a host who is so utterly irritating to watch that you can't um, you can't believe that this is a channel that would have ever gotten off the ground just because you're like no I'm not subscribing to these people they're vapid and annoying and this main guy sure he's nice on the eyes but he's a complete and utter tool who any day now will meet to himself um <laughs> but all of that is just all of that's just at the very beginning there's not an there's not a single moment of this that is filled with tension. There's not a single creative kill. And yes, kudos to the Foley guys for twisting the shit out of that chicken wing, but that's just not enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and kudos to the actress. She wore the hell out of those prosthetics and that Halloween town wig. Yeah, I, I watched this two hours ago and I am already forgetting almost everything about it other than just what a horrible taste it has remains in my mouth from it. This is, this is horror brought to you by someone who apparently just hates the shit out of Gen Z. And I cannot wait to never think about it again. So I am going to go watch Ahsoka episode five again. And, uh, I give and give this thing a very enthusiastic two out of 10, utterly unintentionally hilarious screams. I, I love how it's always the most uh, terrible films that get the longest uh, reviews because it's always the reviews that are like, yeah, this movie was damn near perfect. I've got no notes. I forget. I forgot about the hiding in plain sight thing that was from a much campier movie. And how many like there were so many of those moments with them outside of the elevator scenario 
that felt like they were from like a, like a really rushed, you know, like a, like some sort of pilot for some kind of Degrassi show or, a, or, a or a kids in the hall or a kids in the hall sketch that was about life and like, like normal life. 